guys? It is Caleb checking in with you all again for another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. And today is a very special episode. It is the Sack Boys episode. I got Brian and Luke here with me. Guys, say what's up. What's up, Caleb? Luke? How, how are you doing? Are you, are you saying that to the audience? Or are you saying that to me or Brian? Uh, no, I was asking you, the host, me. how you were in general. Thank you for letting yeah. us on your pod, man. Of course. I, as uh, most of the listeners probably know, um, I was on Luke's podcast. If you if you still haven't checked it out, it's the Decide Podcast. Um, but I'm I'm doing well, man. I just had a I got a Pilates workout in with my with my girlfriend. Um, Never done that in my life, dude. It's it's not really the the style of workout for my body type. Um, it was more like I was doing it for her. Um, it it hurt. So I I can't imagine Luke doing it too. It's a lot of like. Yeah, what is it like yoga? It's kind of like yoga. It's kind of like yoga, but it's a lot of just like weird movements with your legs and your, like it's just like, I don't. I'd rather just lift weights, you know, and um, a lot of clicking, a lot of cracking. Was it? I have a question about this. Was it a hot Pilates or a regular Pilates? Well, that's funny you should ask. Actually, when we started in the living room, it was it was really hot. So it was essentially oh, a hot so place. That was at her oh. house, yes. But it got too hot that I, I requested the air conditioning be turned on. And then it was better. But I'm out here in Chicago and my, uh, my heater's broken in the middle of February, so that's cool. Dude... I can't even imagine because my house, it, it goes through extremes. It's either really cold or really hot. And when it's cold, it's like, I'd say it'll get sub sub 50. Are you in the 30s? Huh? I don't even know what the degree. I just got the month wrong. It's 35. It's not that bad. It's 35 in your house right now? No, 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 no. 35 outside. It's probably 50. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Luke doesn't have that problem. But he, yeah, guys, it's pretty brutal out here. It's about 72 to like 65, and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. What? How was your day at work? No, it was good. But I actually wanted to circle back to that hot Pilates. One yeah. fact you might know: um, I actually did a whole summer of hot Pilates with my good friend of mine, Angus Nelson, <laughs> and uh, really shout out. Just really getting all the sack shout outs going today. Yeah, hot Pilates is a really underrated workout. It really, uh, it really pushes the human body to its breaking point. Dude, I know, of, man. Temperature, range of motion, you're isolating muscle groups. So it sounds like you're pretty good. Cardio. You... No, I absolutely love it. It's just like for doing classes, it's a little bit out of my price range. And I'm with you. I'd rather just do, you know, free weights, maybe get a little bit of Guys, I love hot Pilates, but do we know that the Houston Rockets are down eight to the New York Knicks right now? Yeah. Oh, we do. That's funny you should bring up the Houston Rockets. They are going to be a huge part of today's uh, today's segment. So I, that's just a great leeway. Yeah, this team is so annoying to them. The Rockets? Yeah, I get it so close. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the Rockets. That's actually what we're going to lead off with. Then we're going to do talk a little bit about the whole Giannis Harden thing. Kind of weird. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, with one burning question, and then since it's the Sack Boys podcast, we are just gonna talk all kings and 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 like like 
build build in like the Grizzlies and Pelicans and like the whole push for the AC. But it's gonna be very Kings focused, if that makes sense. Um, sounds good. Let's do it. All right, guys. Boom. We're back. We're live. All right. So to, to start off, we're going to talk about the Rockets. Um, and I just want to set this set the stage, and then I want to hear both of your both of your opinions. But I know when I was even with Luke, uh, by the way, Luke, I told the listeners about the sis and your couch. But to the listeners that don't know, Luke actually does have a new couch now. Um, Great couch sitting on it right now. Yeah. Brian, I will tell you that story another time. It was pretty brutal. But um, yeah. to set the stage, I was back in San Diego a couple weeks ago. And Luke, the, the trade had just happened, and uh, Luke was like, hey, uh, I hate the Rockets. He's very, very negative Rockets. It was, I hate the Rockets, I hate watching them, blah, 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 like, refused to watch them. Um, so I know what his feelings were. Brian, when the when the trade originally happened, what were your thoughts? Slash, I don't even know how much basketball you've been watching. I know you're a busy guy, um, but tell me how much you followed the Rockets and what your thoughts were when that trade happened. I'm a pretty casual basketball fan right now. Um, hey, at least you admit it. No, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously enjoy the NBA. I watch a lot of Kings basketball. Um, keep up with the scores and box scores um, as much as I can. But when that trade happened, I was kind of excited. Wait, as much as you can, bro. You can always check the scores and box scores. Bro, let's not get on me right now. I just said I'm a casual fan. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So but I uh, no, I I always liked Russ's game more than Caleb. You never liked Russ's game. I liked his heart. I liked how he played. I um, okay. No, that's not true. You. you I'll explain it later. No. I'll explain it. Yes, but I love the way he's playing now. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. He has been more efficient. But I also, um, yeah, when the trade happened, I was excited to see how the team would mesh. Um, I never really believed in it necessarily, but I was excited to see it because it was entertaining. And, um, I would, they've cut it to six, by the way, with four to go in New York. Yeah. Um, James Harden, four to three, knocks it down. They're down to three. Yeah. Uh, but I have... Thanks for that. I've liked watching this team. They're just frustrating. I mean, they're inefficient sometimes. They have two ball-dominant players. Uh, as hard as Russ plays, he pisses me off half the time. Uh, and I, James is one of my favorite players I've ever watched. And a lot of people hate his game. I absolutely love it. Gotcha. I, so, okay. So you were like, hey, don't know how much this is going to work, but I'm down. It's It could be right. exciting. I'm down, I'm yeah. down to watch from far. I have nothing invested in it. All right. So, yeah. Got yeah, you. Absolutely. And and since January 1st, we're, and, and that was even a little bit before the trade, but Russ and Harden have been have been cooking. Russ since January first is averaging thirty three eight seven on fifty two thirty two and seventy six splits. Harden thirty seven and seven, um, and and they're a game and a half out of of the two seed now. Covington is playing insane. He's he's has I believe in his last six games has four 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 three four three three in terms of blocks, and Capella's never I done that. Oh, he's per- he, they literally went out and traded for the the guy who fits their system best. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was with you. I didn't. I, I was. I was like, okay, I'm down for them to do that. I don't know if I necessarily. I don't think it's going to work in terms of like they're not going to go win a title, but like let's see them just own this. But it's it's a hundred percent. It's giving people problems. They're they're playing a lot better. Obviously, they're down in New York, but. It's it's so interesting because it just cl- 
clears, it gives James and Harden, or sorry, Russ and Harden a runway to go create. And and they've started to finally kind of work out like a rhythm between the two where they're like taking turns. And and Russ is playing smart. He's playing to his strengths. He's not taking the, the terrible threes that he used to take. Um, and I'm not going to say they're, again, are going to be the favorite, but I think they're going to pose some problems. And I, I don't think... Uh, definitely in terms of a month a month ago, I think they have a much better shot and, and can push some teams. Did you guys like back the Pella trade? Uh, yeah, so Luke and I talked about it. Luke, hold on. Luke, you want to you wanna talk about Let's it? Let's get Luke some words. Yeah, Luke, my bad, bro. I'm being a bad host, dude. We're... No, no, no. I'm a listener. I like, to, I, let, <laughs> I like to let people finish their thoughts before I speak, so I'm actually really enjoying this. I love I that. But yeah, I'll go. Um, I know I have some things. Yeah, I know when we talked, I talked about how I just don't like the Rockets. I and it's not even I don't respect Harden or it's, or I don't respect Russ because I love the way yeah. Russ plays with the tenacity he brings it every night. Um, I just don't like the ISO ball to that extent where it just feels like you know you're playing pickup at the wreck and guys are just standing around watching. Mm-hmm. But I will say that, you know, even though I don't like him, this, this has worked so far. And it's not even just because of a of a change at center and, you know, you're giving those runways. It's Russ, Russ's game. He's completely, you know, changed what people have been asking to do for years now. It's, it's taking two threes a game. It's being super efficient. And it's just keeping that ferocity but not having the paint clog. So, yeah. Um, I think right now it'll work. Um, my big question, though, is, you know, if you know a playoff series against Lakers or Clippers, um, are you going to be able to, well, one, do it for two weeks when you see the team every night, but then that team, I think what they have going for them is, you know, teams teams see them, and they're this weird five-out team that, you know, they're not going to really be prepping for in the regular season, but when you're watching film and you play them every other night, um, in a seven-game series, that might change. And I think, you know, good coaches are going to get matchups and going to, you know, be able to get things on them that you wouldn't be able to get, um, let's say, you know, regular season game. I agree. And I love that take. I want to go back to Russ, too. He's – he's – I've always – and when you said, Brian, that I didn't love his game, I I mean, you're right to a certain extent. His actual – Physical abilities, I love, but it's the way he used those physical abilities, the way he went about right. playing uh, the game, and and it, like like you guys said, now now he's taking less than two threes a game. He's he's has so much space now. There's no before I was watching highlights before with him on the Thunder in that series they lost to the Warriors, and he had no space. The paint was clogged, and now every single guy on the floor can hit a shot but to your point luke it's gonna be one that's kind of a tiring way to play i again russ and, and james can take turns but like their usage rates are both insane and their they're, 82 games is so long so once like you said yeah. when you get to the playoffs they're gonna have people scheming against them and it's tiring like you, you're going up against the same guys but i i love the way they've defended too um it's it's again, it's so different, but they're they're so smart. And PJ Tucker is so perfect for that team. Also, he is so invaluable, and he's such a smart defender. Um, but him and Covington and, and Russ, when he turns it on, like 
they're they've been a really good defensive team lately, and so I I think it's going to be interesting. I think when when they go match up against the, the Clippers, who they've already beat in LA with them fully healthy, like I I, I would say the Clippers are probably the favorite, but I, I I'm very interested, and in, and I don't think it's going to be as big of a gap as people thought just even two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Right now, do would if you guys had to pick right now, rank the rank the top four teams in the West in terms of like longevity, like playoffs, not right now or regular season, like where they're gonna finish. What are the who are the top four teams right now? Ah, uh, sure, sure. I'm saying you're taking out the Rockets then. No, he's taking no, out the Nuggets. I'm taking out the Nuggets. Oh, top four, dude. I'm down. I yeah. think I think a more f- – is everyone in agreement that the top three are the Rockets, Lakers, Nuggets? Yeah. No. Yes. No. No. Yeah. no, no, I was just saying – oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, Rockets, Lakers, yeah. Clippers. Yeah. And I mean – and my thing with Damn the Thunder – Versus the, versus the Nuggets is I think it's just like I think it's close but I don't know I just trust I think the Rockets have more players that have been there um, Brian you good? and and I don't know I just I watched the Clippers la- or sorry excuse me the uh, Nuggets last year and they struggled quite a bit throughout the playoffs I mean they, all, they went what seven games in the Spurs um, and then I don't even remember who they played in the I, second round. They 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 but, lost to the Blazers in seven. Blazers, yeah, in seven. Uh, yeah, and it was just that's last know. year's New Year, bro. I I feel I you though. They don't have a guy to go get a bucket when they need to, which is that's pretty a, important. Especially in the playoffs, like Jamal Murray no. can do it. He's too inconsistent. Yeah, right yeah, but we'll see if he can take a jump. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, and then. And then my three is Houston. I think, you know, in terms of talent, star power, their two guys are probably better than every other two guys except the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, but then I just think – I think there's an even another level that the Clippers and Lakers on uh, in terms of championship pedigree, in terms of overall, you know, talent and depth, really. I mean, the Clippers are going to be two for me, um, and that's just based on – really cool like they have so many wings now so mm-hmm. many three and d guys i feel like i mean and, and Kawhi, you know i always give lebron a ton of credit for going to another level in the playoffs i think Kawhi is getting there 
after what he did last year, but I think he's going to turn on to another level. I think Paul George will be healthy. And they just got guy after guy who can create their own shot, guys who can switch on defense. They can throw so many different lineups at you, and they have a great coach. And yeah. then obviously my number one is going to be the Lakers. And this is kind of a LeBron bias because like, it's weird. Like Dude. when he goes out of games, well, when he goes out of games, they're like a whole different team even with Anthony Davis. Yeah. But I think LeBron just has that team, um, you know, playing with a great chemistry together. And I think he's putting on MVP year. And I don't know. I think people forget because he wasn't in the playoffs last year. But LeBron in the playoffs – turns it on to a to a place that I don't know if anybody's really ever gone in terms of just consistent insane games you know 30 40 point games with nine or ten rebounds nine or ten assists mm-hmm. and just super efficient play so um, I think it's gonna be interesting I think it's close but I like the Lakers coming out of the West this year yeah uh, I I mean yeah that wasn't now that I think about it if we're if we're having to like narrow it down and pick our winner I think it's so tough. It's it's basically the greatness of LeBron and AD versus the depth of the Clippers. But I, I think right now I I go Clippers, but it's so close. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, you've watched. I mean, I think Paul George in the last four or five games is he's back. Less than eleven yeah. points doesn't really yeah. look healthy. Doesn't look consistent. No, it's his so. shoulders. He's been better the last two, kind of. Yeah. But, but Brian, who you got winning it all in the West? Not the Lakers. Could be a broad bias, like that we said. But I no. The if they win, it'll be because of Braun. I agree. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But I would. Uh, I'd also give the Nuggets more credit than you guys are giving them. I think uh, if Jamal, I mean, he is still inconsistent. But if he's going, there isn't much stopping him in today's league. So I think he could easily be a go-to player down the stretch if we'd uh, if be given the right game. Um, and playoffs are so fluky. I, I could see the Nuggets giving some problems. I agree. Uh, I, I just can't put them over Rockets, Lakers, Clippers. Huh? Neither, uh, no, Maybe I Rockets. Either, but I, I'm, I'm putting them over the Thunder for the fourth best team. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I, and I love the Thunder. It was, yeah, it was. I just like the Thunder. I, I knew what Luke was doing there. Like, it, it was more just showing love to the Thunder than actually, like, taking the Thunder over the Nuggets in a four, seven game series. But I, I, know, I just I, think, I okay, time out, time out. I think, I think Shay. Why are you timing? One of those guys is going to be in the playoffs for the next decade. And I think he's going to be a bet. He's going to be a better player than any guard going forward on the, on the Nuggets. Um, that's not a hot take, though. I mean, some people would take Jamal, but I think most people at this point would say they'd rather have Shy than Jamal. Yeah, and I mean, Chris Paul's already done it a bunch of times, getting to you know, getting deep into the playoffs, and I think he's playing pretty free and like playing like for the love of the game. You got, I mean, that seems good. Like Stephen Adams has been there before. I I agree. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, but are you taking them over the Nuggets? If let's say they got matched up in. Right. Yeah, Thunder get there, the Lakers are sweeping into the finals, and that's what do you mean? No, 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 no. I'm saying let's say Nuggets Thunder match up first round. Who you got? Luke. Uh, oh, um, that's the real question. I just said they. I just said they're my top four. So See, okay, that's what I was seeing. If you actually meant it or not? Yeah, yeah. I might have the Maver- I might have the Mavericks beat the upset the Nuggets in the first round. You hate the Nuggets? Okay, all right. We know what you think no, about the Nuggets. I love the Nuggets. No, I know Luke hates the Nuggets. 
I don't hate the Nuggets. I just hate right. They're the two seed. Dude, you you should have a connection to Jokic. I feel like like. Oh, dude, no, Jokic is my guy. Don't, no, I love. Obviously, him. he's not your guy. You know who you're acting like? Chris Paul and Shy are your guys. Well, I just you know, no. I say I like Stephen Adams. He's pretty cool. I've always. Uh, Steven's a man. I do like Shea. I think Shea has a really unique game. We actually talked about it uh, with Kyrie on my pod. We actually haven't posted that one yet, but we did talk Ooh, about it. Ooh, a little exclusive um, sneak peek. Spoilers. Is it called the yeah. the Shy oh Pod? God, Russ just turned it. Oh, about okay. No, uh, no, we did this whole thing. We did a whole like top four point guards. It involved De'Aaron. Just oh like God, future. Shea. That's not important. Um. But yeah, I'm curious to see what you guys have. I already talked a lot, so... Uh, no, yeah, I, I mean, I'll keep it brief, but for me, it's... Top three, we're going Rockets. It's almost like a 1A, 1B thing. Um, we've seen we've seen examples of Braun time and time again willing his team to as far as it can possibly get. Now, on top of that, you have a, a literal superstar in, in Anthony Davis as a sidekick. Um, and just an overall pretty smart team. I think the only thing for me is they don't have a ton of shooting. And like you said in the playoffs, there are going to be assistant coaches literally up for 23 hours of the day creating game plans, trying to do whatever they can to force the ball out of AD and Braun's hand. Um, and I don't know if I feel comfortable with Kyle Kuzma and KCP and yeah. some of those guys taking some of the shots that they're going to be forced to take. Um, again, Bron and AD are one thing. And then the second thing is like Bron and AD do seem to have this like calm and like this calm confidence to them this year. Like they don't seem like they're tripping. Like I remember there were some times with Bron on the Cavs where like he was tripping during the regular season, like taking shots at guys, like, like just pissed off, but he seems really happy this year. But I will say it just, they, I feel like they're putting a lot of energy towards this season. Like, like these eighty-two games didn't pass by as a breeze. Like I feel like, right. even if it's on like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just it, I know that he had more time more than ever this this year to rest. But um, I feel like they've had to put a lot more effort than the, yeah. the Clippers have, and the Clippers are already deeper. So I think that's why I go the slightly in Clippers. If Paul George isn't healthy though, that changes everything because he's like a below offensive player if he's not healthy he's like kind of playing with one and a half shoulders so yeah, I agree with you that. need I two shoulders the, you need two i like the clippers uh i like the clippers roster overall but like i said it's brown and they got my boy dwight and i think dwight's just six dwight's your boy that. oh dude dwight <laughs> he has a lot of boys man dude back in 09 <laughs> i like dwight more than Vermont. i'm not even kidding i had a i had a poster well my buddy how old were you in 09 Oh, I think I was in seventh grade back in 09. I did have a bronze, the playoff edition that he hit, uh, the buzzer beater against Turk Blue. And those I remember. So who were you rooting back. for there? Dude, it was tough because that year, um, I played a lot of like, seventh grade like Luke. point center back in seventh grade. You were not a point center, bro. They don't have point centers in seventh grade. I was literally a point. I actually kind of played like Jokic, but... Uh, <laughs> We thought no, Caleb. We truly all thought Bagley was going to the league, like in seventh, eighth grade. He was, he was dominant in those years. No hey, As a, as a Jokic form. Well, not really Jokic form. More like the Brondoy Howard form with the Jokic skill set. But uh, <laughs> that was sick. And, that and sounds like the craziest player ever. 
Dude, I was nice. <laughs> no. Uh, I actually had a like a picture on my refrigerator of Dwight Howard, and I think my buddy Cole Brownholt shout out. He gave it to me, Such and uh, he, he did a cutout of my face on Dwight doing the Superman dunk. And the dunk <laughs> that is um, legendary. So yeah, I have a lot of love for that Orlando Magic team. Shard Lewis, you know, Turk Lou. Jameer. Gundy head coach. Yeah, Jameer. He was a sick team. They're actually... Ryan really Anderson. They, they were actually the... Uh, they were robbed of a ship. Courtney Lee. the forefront of the modern NBA. A lot of 6'10", three-point shooters. But... Uh, but yeah, then the behemoth of a center who couldn't do anything outside the paint. Well, he's the best defensive player for... A solid four years by far. The numbers he put up were ridiculous, but we don't need to get to that. Oh, I agree, dude. I, I, my seventh grade ass was playing fantasy basketball every day back then. So I, I, I remember it. putting up thirty and twenty every other night. Um, okay, I, uh, Brian, my, I'm not used to three people. Brian, my bad. Go ahead. No, I love it. Uh, no, I. We don't have to spend too much time on my Western Conference. I have a pretty similar take to Caleb. Um, I want to. Split it up because we're talking about Kuzma and KCP and that kind of supporting cast that we're unsure of. The Bucks are damn near the most perfectly put together NBA team I've ever seen. Yeah, they they're they're playing really good. I mean, talk about a supporting cast. I they're gonna that final series, whether it's the Clippers or Lakers, I think the Bucks are getting there no matter what. Uh, is gonna be one of the best finals in years. I'm really and, excited. You don't. Rockets you think the Bucks have no time to? Rockets just lost to the Knicks. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you that 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 situation's a weird one. Like, if you lose to a team on the road within like a week and play them at your crib, like within a week, like generally that team somehow wins. That's wild. But but are you that. saying that the Bucks have no chance to be upset in the East? Is what it sounds I'm not like. Sa- I mean, I think they're way more of a lock than any Western Conference team to get there. I, do, I think I agree. the Sixers are going to be a threat. I don't think the Raptors aren't there. The Celtics right. aren't there. I think the Raptors could. They did it last year. Yeah, they had Kawhi. I love this. Are you serious? You're going to compare I, last year's Raptors team to this year's? Uh, no, yeah, I'm gonna compare it in terms of the, they lost two players, so yeah, I can compare the teams. But it, for me, it's it's the the defense, dude. They they put together an unbelievable. Yes, and they had Kawhi, um, but they put together such a good da- game plan last year against the Bucks, and their defense defense like their game plans this year are so unique. They can play any style of defense, and it's all like they've been studying that defense for years. So. I I think they're going to put something interesting together. Obviously, Bucks are the favorite, but I wouldn't say it's a lock for me. I it's as close a lock as it can get. I, in my opinion, I don't think any team is close to the Bucks right now. Would you say last year? Okay, who's a bigger lock? The Warriors to get to the Western Conference Finals last year, or the Bucks this year in the East? Oh, Warriors to get to the Western Conference Finals. Sorry, to get to the finals. Warriors. Uh, Okay. Warriors were a lock. Okay, you just said it was the biggest lock for you in a while. Since last year. I get what Brian's saying, though. But I actually, what's funny is you guys said Raptors and you were talking about Sixers. I actually, I like the Celtics. Not to upset him, but to give him the toughest time. I just, they have like. I love the Celtics. Five guys who can get you 20 points. I mean, obviously, Gordon Hayward has to 
play way better, but Yo, if Gordon's been a beast. Gonna, well, not really, but no. Uh, okay, we don't have to argue that, but he's been a beast. If Tatum's going to keep ascending and Jalen Brown keeps getting better, and then Kemba comes back and uh, is an All Star, plus you have Martin. They have so many pieces. I love Mark's yeah. No, Tice has been playing really well the last month. I mean, I'm not saying they beat him, but I think it's more competitive than uh, what the Bucks are showing right now. The I, would say, I think the Raptors are the four team in the East. Really, dude? I I think the Raptors. I think it goes in terms of most likely to beat the Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, then uh, Celtics. then Celtics. The Celtics no, for. The Celtics. And you guys are really on the Sixers. But no, but that's the thing. If the if let's say like the Celtics match up with the Raptors, I think the Celtics could have a good shot to beat the Raptors. I think it's more of a matchup thing, where the the Celtics have literally nobody to throw at Giannis. Like the Sixers have tons of guys to throw at Giannis, and uh, the Raptors they don't have guys necessarily to throw at Giannis, but they have. I, I they have the game plan. So I I think I love the Celtics. I just don't. Like who am I gonna put on him? Like, I don't think Hayward? I don't think it would necessarily be like <laughs> Daniel Tice. Play it. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't think they would play the Bucks like, "Hey, we're gonna stop Giannis." I think they're gonna they would play it the complete opposite. I think that Giannis is gonna get his, stop everybody else, and play our game. Because I think teams do that, like they they like they do it against LeBron, where it's like, "Look, we're not stopping LeBron." No, but I see let's that. Stop everybody else. I see and that. The Warriors, the Warriors did that almost. That's to a perfection. And I think the Celtics have that kind of makeup to where it's like, yeah, Giannis is the best player, but we have the next three or four best players, and that's how we're going to beat them. I I don't know if – I think the Bucks low-key could have the two best players, but – No, they could, but I'm just saying if I'm going into yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, mean? I, I know what you mean, and I, I'm not um, – I don't think that the game plan's bad. I just think with Giannis, it's like, okay, if you're game planning it, and you're like, all right, we're not going to let other people beat us. Like, then you're literally going to give up layup after layup after layup after layup. Whereas, like, someone else like Harden, you're like, all right, let Harden beat us. You know, he's just going to miss shots because of the way he scores. I guess if that makes sense. Right. But yeah, that makes sense. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, but, I mean. I don't know. People do that wall defense that everybody talks about against Giannis. And look, I mean, the Bucks last couple of years in the playoffs. Uh, they're a different team. So, I mean, and I know they've all yeah. gotten better, but we'll see. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's just hard for me to forget about last year. Again, they're better this year for sure. But, like, they won 60, close to 65 games last year. And I don't know. It was just weird for me. Again, different Raptors team, different Bucks team. But for me, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I, I think they, they someone's got a shot. Um, but I think that's a – yeah. Oh, they should. They should win seventy. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's a good segue to to the weird Giannis and Harden. It's the most random thing. Like they've been going at it like last year at the MVP race. Like neither of them really took shots. Um. They've been going at it this year, and then like randomly, Giannis Giannis started taking shots at Harden, and then Harden responded. But it's just like a, kind of a weird timing. What are your guys' thoughts? Have you? Do you care at all, and have you paid attention to what's been going on between those two? I'll start it. I mean, I think it's all kind of dumb. Um, it's all kind of what? Dumb? It's yeah. all kind of dumb. I don't pay much attention to it. Yeah. Um, so I'll let, I'll let Bagley take this one more. Uh, 
I don't think, I mean, they both make fair points. Jay, I don't think James deserves that disrespect on the defensive end. He's definitely improved there uh, from everything that I've watched. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, Giannis, I mean, what what's his, he's shooting 32% from three this year. That's got to be an improvement from before. So I think they're yeah. both making strides in the direction that they're taking shots in. Uh, in terms of skill level and defense, but I yeah. don't pay much attention to it. And, what do you and think? Luke, real quick, you know how the anchor yeah. does the whole 30 minutes thing? So I'm I'm just going to quickly explain the shots, and then I'm going to pause it, and then you're going to give your whole thoughts on everything. Perfect. All right. So for, I realize I didn't explain this. I just said uh, and assumed that they knew what's going on. Um, for those of you that don't know, Giannis uh, has been just taking subtle jabs at Harden for the past month or so, he said, essentially, while they were drafting on air, said, I'm not taking Harden. I want someone who passes, um, which is just like clearly taking a shot. He literally said in the postgame presser of the All-Star game that their offensive strategy was whoever Harden got switched on to is to go at. He kind of pushed Harden, too, during the game. Um, and then Harden had an interview with Rachel Nichols where essentially he said, like, I, I one I average more assists than him and Kemba, the guy they took over Harden, and two like I'm actually skilled. Like you're just seven foot, really athletic, um, and that's where we're at. Like I wish I could run up and down and just dunk the ball every time. Yeah, that takes no skill. Like I I actually have skill, so that's where we're at. Again, kind of a weird timing because they've been they've been like kind of going at it, and and I will say it's been confirmed that just in general, Harden, the Rockets, Adidas has taken they've not in a super aggressive way but also not in a quiet way tried to kind of take away from Giannis's MVP and say that Harden deserved it more so that's that's where the beef comes in weird timing Luke all right Luke take it away take it away take it away yeah, so I absolutely love stuff like this. Uh, <laughs> I kind of deep dived into it, and I really want to put myself in the Greek freak's shoes. Um, and so I think, like, I was watching that when him and LeBron were making the teams, and they were on TNT with Charles and the gang. And I, my first thought was it was like, oh, I don't – like, to me it was like there was this cultural, like, difference between, like, American players and – like there was this barrier where to him it wasn't a big deal like he was just being honest and i don't even think it was like i mean there definitely was a little bit of like oh we battled for mvp and maybe a little shot but i don't think it was like this pre-planned thing or like it was super out there but then he went after him in the uh post game after the all-star break and again i was like is he just like yeah. Does he not get it? Does he not get, like, <laughs> don't really do that? Like, people are going to make a big deal out, out of it? Um, yeah, you can't give I the think, media I that think, fuel. Yeah, I just think Giannis, too, is just like an uber-competitive guy. And I think his name has always been crossed with uh, with James's here in the last couple of years because of the MVP thing. Um, like, he doesn't work out with other people in the offseason. He, he, it's like, if you're not on his team, he's trying to beat you. He's not trying to be your friend anything like that. Um, and so I think he just goes at him with a very pure, he just goes at people with like a very pure, um, approach. Yeah. Now, now when James was like, Oh, I wish I was, you know, seven feet, not skilled and could just run up and down the court dunking. And I was like, okay, well that's, that's pretty Bush league. I, I didn't think, I didn't think it was the strongest. Like, yeah. Cause it's like, Take. there's been like 
a ton of seven-footers throughout, you know, basketball history. And no one's played like Giannis. No one's got, like, had almost this wing-type skill, but he's like a modern-day power forward. And he does all these Euro steps and dunks. And he's an above-average passer. Like, he's, that was that was just him kind of being petty, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I think Giannis is a pretty skilled player, um, especially at his size. Now, he probably hasn't, doesn't have the same skill level. But, you know, he has these God-given abilities, and he doesn't have to necessarily be the best ball handler or the best shooter. But he's definitely coordinated, and it's, you know, he, he he's done more with with what he has than I would say 90% of, you know, seven-footers. So yeah, um, I love it. I do love that, you know, it, it brings a little bit of old-school feel back where it's like, you know, these guys aren't friends. Um, and... You know, it's it's good to see. I, I think, uh, yeah, overall, I love it, and I'm on Giannis's side. You know, okay, going, I going hard. I see with I see with both sides. I, I and that was such an interesting point. You're right. It it did seem like there was almost a cultural barrier. Like it was like Giannis was going to pick all the underdogs, all the guys that like. Or quote like I mean they're obviously all hard workers, but more of the like grinded out guys. Um, and it, it seemed like more pure. It was just like him being him, like picking who he wanted. It wasn't like I hate James Harden. Um, no, like he picked his first two picks were literally guys he picked because they were from Africa. Africa like he didn't yeah. care. Yeah, ex- <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> exactly, and and just so you're right, Giannis is just a. You can tell there's guys that not necessarily a bad thing, but guys like James Harden where you can tell like if they miss out on an individual award, if they are like, they, they care about that sort of things where like certain guys like Giannis, they just want to win. Um, yeah. And that's I, why I think I, I like Giannis so much is because it's, it's winning first, everything else second, which I, that I'm a big fan of that mentality. Uh, Brian, any, anything you want to add bro, before we take a quick break? Honestly, no. Let's go to break. Come back. All right, cool. All right, we're at our break. We usually have our three burning questions. We're gonna make it one longer burning question. Um, Wait, what, what, what is this burning question? Are you gonna explain that? Yeah, no, don't worry. I got you, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna ask you both the same question, um, and I would say without with minimal minimal explaining you're just gonna knock it out and give me your answer okay but like you can explain a little bit but like you know balance all right rank these five uh these five players in terms of who you would want if you were starting a franchise trey young john morant luka Doncic, jason tatum zion williamson Five to one. I will go. Uh, I'll go. Jaw five. Jason four. Trey three. Luca two. Zion one. And Luca Zion is tough, but I mean Zion has minimal amount of work put in, and he's killing it already. Yeah. Uh, Trey's obviously averaging thirty and ten, but. Uh, and I love Jaw's game too. I'm skipping around, but uh, that's yeah. no disrespect to Jaw. He just gave me four great players ahead of him, and Jason's obviously on an up year. So I would uh, uh, I put Jaw five, Tatum four, trade three, Luca two, Zion one. I love it, Luke. Uh, so this is over a career, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so Trey 5, Jaw 4, Tatum 3, Zion 2, Luca 1. But if Garen was on the list, he'd be 1 and push everybody back. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just like Trey. I just don't think he'll ever, he'll ever win a championship. He's like the worst defender I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, he's really good offensively. But I mean, I just think they're pretty empty numbers and they're out of games after the first quarter. So I don't know. Yeah, I know the Hawks are bad. You definitely have no bite. Like, nothing against Trey, though. Just all those things. I just said he was a great offensive player. You can't just say one bad thing or a good thing and seven bad things and expect me to just. That's fair, but no, no, like this is just what I see. If you're gonna ask me, like I yeah. think the four guys in front of him, yeah, better no. shot of winning a championship. I got you. I got you. Uh, I like Jaw. He's cool, but um, I'm not like super, super on the jaw. I just think he's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Tatum, unbelievable game. Love his game. Really good defender. Uh, apps can really has no weakness offensively. And now that he's been yeah. driving to the hoop and getting to the free throw line, he's taking it up another level. Um, I think making that all-star team really like did something for his confidence because he has been absolutely on a tear this last month. Uh, yep. Zion obviously is just a absolute beautiful human being with a gorgeous body that we've never seen, you know, in this league. Yeah. Thick and jump and get through spots like no other. Uh, my only, I would have him number one. I just don't know. I still worry about his longevity in the league. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So, I mean, he might, you know, have a short 10 year career. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, and then Luke, obviously, um, he's just, I mean, like what what weaknesses he have? Yeah, he's not the best defender, but he still has size, and uh, I think he's going to be a league MVP yeah. multiple times and can pretty much do whatever he wants offensively yeah. on the court. I'm with you, bro. I'm going Jaw, Trey, Zion, Tatum, Luca. What? Yeah, that's fair. I was thinking about switching Zion and Tatum. No, yeah. <laughs> I think for me. Again, we're going from a long-term perspective. Uh, obviously, what he's doing is amazing, but I, I value Tatum's ability to go get a bucket when it matters. Um, and I, I'm scared Zion, like he just plays in such a aggressive way. And again, I, I think the, the injury concerns are valid. I, I, I'm not saying he's going to become Greg Oden, but I think I would rather take someone like Tatum who is just two years younger, can go get a bucket whenever, has showed he can be an elite scorer um, without the injury risk, and he can honestly be a good defender over someone like Zion um, who is is amazing. But, like, I, I want to see that type of guy. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what peak Zion looks like because I could be, again, completely wrong, but I feel like his style of play, the injury risk, and – and honestly, I like does peak Zion, does 27 year old Zion, like, can you get, like, how does he play? Do you run plays for him now? Or is he bringing the ball up or is he still playing in this role where he's just catching? I you? think that's what's so fun. You, you're always the one to advocate for how much a player can grow, Caleb. Like, right. look at what yeah. he's putting up right now on limited, like, skill and ability. No, I, I agree. Play. I have Zion over Luca and Trey. No, you don't have Zion over Luca. Oh, sorry, Trey and Jaw. Like yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously I, like him. We all have everybody over Trey and Jaw. 
Yeah, no, I have. I, I like Trey's thirty and ten. I, I would love to. I'm pretty sure Trey. Brian had Trey over Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe. I don't believe. I mean, I like Tatum's game. I don't think he's ever gonna be my centerpiece for a championship team. I think um, he could be. Well, he took LeBron to seven already. He. So, I mean, that was not by that was. He was <laughs> I love it, Luke. I, it was Tatum uh, who did it. Say. Tatum took him to, took him to seven. Tatum I was a rookie. Was he was the best player on that team against the Cavs. In that playoff series, as a rookie, Tatum's team, as a rook, bro. Look, B, I, I B, I know you've been gone a little bit. You need to see what Tatum's been like doing. I mean, the best player in February, bro. He and again, we can overreact and all that, but I, I really think he can. He can score. He can be like a 28, 29, 30 point per game score and, and oh, yeah. at a, a very efficient level, be a good I mean, solid defender. About 45% from the field. That's not crazy efficient. That's for the, no, the shots he takes, that's pretty good. And he's 22. Like 45, obviously, at this point, no, but. Yeah, I'm just not. I mean, we'll no, see. For me, this is a recency bias. Like, like, I've always loved his game overall, especially, I mean, just watching him. That's well, Ryan's going off even more. And, and then, yeah, like, literally, this last month, he was literally the best player in the NBA. So, um, for the month of February. Uh, but I hope I'm wrong about the Zion thing. Like, I mean, if it was one player to just, like, have and root for and just watch forever out of this list, on wavy Zion. So, I hope I'm wrong about the injuries. And that's a great question you brought up against about a, like, 27-year-old Zion. I don't really know what he does because right now he's yeah. just so unique and it's just everything's so positive and fun. But when then it's like when it starts to like, all right, it's time to win. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Twenty-seven, like obviously he's going to be hopefully skinnier. Um, but like that's not realistic too. It's like no player gets you know skinnier as they get older. Guys or, thin know, out. Like, guys thin out. Like it depends on body types. Like. You do have your ads and your Giannis's. Most people are men Ingram who are trying to put on weight, but like there's like guys like Yoke that had to don't, lose weight. Don't, don't, don't. We're not doing Yoke. No, I'm saying, I'm saying like people can come in and their goal can be to lose weight. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but like it's just that's such a part of his game as well as being that physical freak. It's where not going like, to be like the athleticism light. and the size. I don't know. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying too. If that's a, that big of his game, like, I feel like the ceiling's lower than if that makes sense. If yeah, that's that's why, I ranked him too. That's why so. how he's always going to have to play. Okay, all right, that was a good good segment. We're going to come back, finish it up with some good old Sacktown, and call it a night. Oh. All right, we're back for the second half of the episode. We're going to talk about the Sacramento Kings. So Brian and Luke, uh, I, I lived with them, or not live with them, but hung out with them a lot, um, junior, senior year of college, and I, I kind of got turned on to the Kings. Um, last year was such a fun year for the Kings. I know there were big expectations coming into this year, um, and I'd say for the most part, I think both of you could probably say they haven't been met yet. Um, but things have really turned up lately. You guys are in a groove um, and I think the most interesting thing for me is like, it's been without Bagley. It's been without Rashawn Holmes. It's De'Aaron stepped up and, and it's like, obviously De'Aaron's been the man, 
but like it, it really feels like it's a ro- role players like just everyone doing a little bit. Kent, Bogey, um, Nemanja Harrison, exactly. Like all, all just playing a little role, and you guys have just been winning games. You, where, what are your hopes for? Do you guys feel like you have a legit shot to finish up in the eighth seed? Um, yeah. Do you want like where? Where's your guys' mindset? Because Luke's mindset was terrible a couple weeks ago. Awful. I've, but I've always I've always been on this trend. We were I mean what's this I trend? See, we're coming into a point of our schedule where we're playing way more winnable games than we were at the beginning of the year. De'Aaron's back. Obviously, Marvin's still out. Rashawn Rashawn was damn near our best player the first half of the year, um, and he's out. Uh, but with De'Aaron back, there's a lot more hope. It seems like. Luke's gotten a somewhat of a feel of this team, and we're trying to head into this home stretch of winnable games. If, if we win every game that we should win on paper, in my opinion, and we steal a couple, uh, which we've been doing lately, I think we could easily get the eight. Because the Pelicans have the worst schedule in terms of like the easiest schedule the rest of the way. In yeah, the, I don't. The... I, yeah, I don't believe in the Pelicans. I think if any. The Blazers, I'm not counting Oh, uh, you have it. You want it both ways, bro. You don't believe in the Pelicans, but you think Zion's just this the best bro, guy ever. Well, now you're trying to pin me in a corner. We were talking about over a course of career, bro. Dude, I'm not trying to pin you in a corner. I'm just trying to understand which one that you meant. Well, I like I like Zion long term. I don't like Zion this year. Um, That's fair. And I like Kings to sneak into the eight. All right, Luke. Yeah, so I think we've won eight of our last 11 games, which is a really good sign. Um, I was super depressed um, at the beginning of the year about this team. They stressed me out. Like I said, I couldn't sleep when I, you know, I couldn't really watch them. Um, but but as of late, I've been, I've been tuning in. I love De'Aaron. Like I said, uh, we might come back to this podcast and he might be, you know, in five years just – at the pinnacle of the NBA in terms of the best <laughs> player. But uh, I just love his game, all his leadership. He has an aura about him. And I like how we've kind of been quietly sneaking. Like, national media has been like, oh, yeah, don't count out the Kings. But it hasn't really been a ton of stuff. Dude, I feel like I haven't train. seen that once from the national media. The national media sucks. Uh, no, they talked about it last night very, very briefly. What did they say? Game. They mentioned, we oh, a team from Sacramento there. might – be a couple games back yeah so we're three games i think out same record with the uh, pelicans uh, uh, blazers spurs and us all have the same record yeah i don't believe in the blazers not really the I spurs the i i believe in dame but the rest of that team is not good and the defense is the worst thing i've ever seen so dame yeah, has look, to shoot 70 percent. it's gonna be tough i just want us to get into the play. I don't really care about getting a lottery because I mean we're going to be the nine or ten. It's not going to be a good pick. You be like thirteen, um, and fourteen. So I rather just watch the Kings, you know, in playoffs basketball. Uh, I really hope we get it. And you know, I think our schedule's in- interesting. Uh, we got Washington, Philly, Portland, Toronto, New Orleans. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And you get, you get Philly without Ben and Joel, which is nice. Which is huge for us because I think yeah. we can win the next three very easily. Toronto might be a loss. I think we can beat New Orleans. Dude, I think we can Toronto at home could – that's such a big game. Pels Kings next Wednesday. On ESPN. Oh, that is going to be a fun one. Brian, you going to stay up for that one? Yeah, man. I've been up for a lot of them. 
because I'm working at Duffy's these nights. I just I tune into every Kings game at Duffy's that just passes the time. Do they have a league pass? Dude, they have every game there. It's dope. That is Chicago, shout out Duffy's, dude. Hey, congrats! Also, how how was Salesforce today? Salesforce is good, man. Day one, um, yeah. Very high high level overview of everything. I wasn't with a ton of the people that I'll be working with. It was the guy the guy sitting next to me graduated from Yale and then Harvard MBA. Oh my um, god! So I was feeling a little. Bit What's your role? There. What's your title? What? What's your title? BDA. Business Development but, Associate. Gotcha. Uh, bottom of the totem pole, but we're working our way up. Yep. Uh, but it, was, it was good. Heading into day two tomorrow. But yeah, the more I look at this game schedule, if we Dude, get I'm looking at it the too. Raptors, if we get the Raptors, Raptors are at home. That's I mean, a winnable Raptors, game. That's one that we should steal if we want the eight seed. Um, yeah. And every other game up until, I would say, the Rockets away is winnable. Mavs at home is winnable. And then we play the Magic and Pelicans and Cavs. You already the beat the Rockets time. in Houston, right? Yeah. Dude, and you, you know, get smoke you only play here. two games that, that week before, too, so you'll be rested. Right. I mean, I just I think our schedule looks favorable. I think the end of the year is tough with the Lakers a lot. Well, Lakers twice, Clippers once. Uh, but, and Nuggets, oh, yeah, that's tough. But... I think we could sneak in if we uh, if we steal a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not really going to, you know. The thing is, I'm just been saying even keeled through this whole time. Being like, hey, You've not been stuff, even keeled. You were depressed, like you said, a couple weeks no, ago. No, no, no. Oh, trust me. Trust me. I know. But now we've worked up to a even keel, and I'm not going to work up to a, hey, we can get in. I'm going to stay here until it happens. So, what do you think about this wallet, Bagley? Yeah, I was going to get there because I've always had conversations I make it sound like we talk about it every day, but it's it's, it's been a you know his great name obviously, uh, and I think <laughs> I think at the beginning of the year I give the benefit of the doubt because he's coming in a lot of young players, a lot of injuries to De'Aaron and Bagley, I mean those are your centerpieces right there, and you don't have it for the first third of the season. I felt like so uh, it's been tough, but you know he's been making and he's been getting crapped on a ton, but I think he's been making the right adjustments as of late. Uh, I think we're like down 18 and he just like pretty much subbed like the entire lineup out and that the backups uh, kind of just like got us back into it and then our guys were able to finish it out but um, yeah I don't know um, I'm, I'm still kind of just like meh on him uh, so you haven't given up you're still willing to see it out oh yeah I mean if we make how long does see it out mean uh, let's say you don't make the playoffs Let's say you don't when make you the ball. told me earlier this year, Caleb, if, if we get the nine and we finish on an upswing, you got to see him out next year, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you, I remember you asked me earlier this year, Caleb, and I said it's at the end of this year, and uh, we've been winning games more consistently now, and my whole family's been hating on Luke, but I'm, I've stuck with him, and I'm going to continue to do so until if we drop to, like, the 11 or 12 this year, then it becomes more of a conversation. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, what's the feel in terms of what the players feel? I, I'm not in sack. I don't hear these things. I think that's the like. It, it doesn't. It's not an end all be all. Like I, I think the players, for the most part, like Mark Jackson, but the firing was still good. But like, do do the players speak highly of him? Like, what what? Well, he's been a headache all year. Buddy's been. Yeah, Buddy's a. We know what Buddy's a drama queen. 
but other people like De'Aaron. I'm not. I'm far away. From, I'm further from Sac. You don't follow Twitter Kings Twitter people or something? I guess uh, that's true. I mean, I mean, Grant Napier and Carmichael Davis seem to be on his team a lot, uh, which probably means that he's at least somewhat liked in the locker room. Okay. So he's not hated. I'm going to say no. this. King's Twitter can get dark very quickly, and it's not a place you want to be for more than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's every I'll team. <laughs> I guess it's tough, yeah. I feel like... It's, I, it's never been a healthy place to be. Last <laughs> year there were some good times, but you don't... I'm telling you, just you don't really want to spend too much time on King's Twitter. Okay. Um, that's and last year was fun on King's Twitter, though. I bet all of last year was fun. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, I mean, we still had we still had Willie Cauley Stein and stuff like that. So. Yeah, you know, I, I saw what you guys experienced. Times. He's weird, dude. He like randomly will sometimes protect the rim well, but other than that, just doesn't really do anything well besides. Just... He will. He will always miss the most important rebound of the game. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The other team is going to get that board. Which is so, weird. You would think with that body, he'd have an advantage in getting that board. Absolutely. But, but Jokic, I, I've, been to many, I've seen the Nuggets <laughs> in them play a weird amount of times. Jokic just gets that caboose. Just, without jumping, just, yeah, just scoots people <laughs> out of the jump. way. Doesn't even need to jump. Yeah. Incredible. And, and the ball, I love Jokic's hands. The ball sticks to his hands. That's an underrated part of being a big man in the NBA is your hands. And and how... Huh? I agree with that. Yeah, like being able to catch those pocket passes and just go up and, and those boards that bounce just a little bit out of your reach. I think it's sticking your hand. It's big. Um, but I'm with you guys. I, I, I wasn't even telling Luke a couple weeks ago when I was in San Diego, like, uh, you guys aren't out of it. And I don't, I don't know what I feel about Luke. At times, I'm like, he's got to be getting more out of this group. And at other times, I'm like, you know what? He, he's been dealt. He's dealt with a lot of shit. So uh, I think you're right. I think if if you finish strong, whether whether or not that even means the playoffs, you probably run it back with him next year. Um, but I think it's gonna be tough to pass the Pelicans. It's not. It wouldn't be the craziest thing. But another thing that is on Luke's plate is. Okay, now Bagley and Rashawn come back. Like, who's losing minutes? Obviously, I, I think probably Giles gets his minutes break taken back. But, like, that's a lot of minutes. Like, Bagley and, and Rashawn were both expecting – they were playing both at least 25 to 30 a night. So, like, what what is – what are your guys' thoughts? Obviously, you're not the coach, but – like, are you are you wanting Rashawn back at starting and, and playing 25, 30 minutes? I felt like that was more out of necessity early in the season. I don't think you need to play in 30, but, like, whose minutes is he taking away? And back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so do I, but, I mean, at a certain point, I think both Rashawn and Nevin are decent role players. I think we need to get – another solidified center um, in the offseason. I think that's my number one priority. Yeah, Deadman did not work out this year. No, he did not. Um, bring those to uh, Alex Lenz has been playing decent for us. I love Alex Lenz. He, yeah. he has. But that's what I – who plays – does Giles ever play the five or does he stay yeah. around the – Yeah, we just start with the five. Okay, so – 
Right now, it's it's been Fox, Bogey, Nemanja, Giles, and who? Who am I missing? Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. At the four or the three? No, Harrison's the three. Nemanja's the four. Nemanja's the four. Gotcha. Gotcha. Underrated passer. So Bagley would then start at the four over Nemanja. Rashawn. Rashawn off the bench. We should uh, should probably call a wash on Bagley for this year. Just let him rest up and have him come in fresh next year. I just don't think he's ever really gotten it fully. Like, you know, he hasn't really gotten his rhythm this year. And I know it's kind of a hot take. What What if his foot's fully healthy? I just every time he plays, he seems like he's a step behind every. Like you can see the talent, obviously. I just think his IQ level is just not there yet, and I think people are just playing faster, and he's trying to sometimes force it a lot instead of playing within the offense and just you know running rim to rim and and getting easy dunks and easy putbacks. He's trying to go one on one too much. The games I've watched him and. I think for what we're trying to do right now is if we're trying to make the playoffs down this last month of basketball, uh, we just need to go with the guys. I think Rashawn Holmes, he just does that. Like he's not really worried about getting a lot of one on ones. He's just getting rebounds, yeah. setting good screens and getting putbacks. So bring him into the rotation, give him some of Giles minutes. Uh but Numbinia, he just I, I just really like his playmaking and he, he's able to spread the floor with his three ball. Um, Dude, you know, buddy he rips it from so it. deep too. Yeah, I think you guys got a shot. If we get that eight bags, you think we can steal one? No, steal one from Braun. You're not gonna steal one. Home in Zagtown, you gotta respect. Maybe you know, because wanna... it's the Lakers, just for the yeah, revenge. The Golden One Center is gonna be rock oh you guys are getting i might go home for a game like honestly you'd have to how would you you know you have to know the next time we're getting back we're not caleb with the warriors and have Seth coming back next week or whatever we gotta get home for these playoff games no i i was saying uh, you have to be there if they make the playoffs and they face the lakers in the first round that would be incredible and I would. Yeah, but we don't. We, we also don't need to take a loan out to go to a game uh, if the Warriors. Are the yeah, players, so. dude, it's it's stupid. Like even when I went to the Pelicans game, I got him for a great deal because someone I hoop with was like, "I'm trying to get rid of him. Like I have extra ones." But like, it's crazy. All right, it's insane. Real quick, before we wrap it up, Brian, you said you like what? What? Both of you give me the percentage chance that the Kings get in over the Pels, Grizzlies. Blazers and Spurs. I, you're, I, I'm not on the Pels like you're on the Pels. I would, I think they're gonna finish behind the Kings, uh, Spurs and Blazers. I think Grizzlies. Bro, what? Yeah. Why do you not like them? I'm just not. I, I don't know. I've watched a lot of. They're just so young right now. I know they have an easy schedule. I've looked at their schedule briefly. Have you watched uh, them though? They they have, they are young, but they have like Drew, JJ yeah. Redick, like favors. Yeah, they, they do have some bets, but I'm not. Like you said, I'm choosing my battles in a weird way. But I I'm not all that on Zion finishing the year like he's playing right now. Uh, 
and you know, I Zoe is a good. I your Malibu post was right on the money with his passing ability. I love Zoe. He's still dude. young, and I I love their core. I think they could be great moving forward, but this year. Um, You're out. We'll see. I like the Spurs and the Blazers both have solidified stars on their team that we've seen make the playoffs in this situation before. Um, I give the Kings a solid 40% chance to make the playoffs. All right. Maybe 35. I'll drop to 35. I was going to say, yeah. All right. Luke? Yeah. um, uh, I kind of agree with Brian in the percentage, but with different teams. Um, Actually, no, you know what? I'm going to just play it safe. So it gives myself a little mental fortitude and say we have about a 22% chance to make the playoffs. Um, Just because I don't want to get my hopes up too much. But um, I can see the Spurs doing some weird thing where they like just kind of piss everybody off and get in just based off of like Popovich being a dog. Um, but I actually do like the Pelicans a lot. I think like if you just look at the Kings roster in the Pelicans roster, uh, Drew, Zion, and Brandon Ingram, I think played better basketball. Well, I can't say Zion because I don't say like whatever amount of games, but I think you know, Drew and, Zion and uh, Brandon are just have had much better I love years. The, uh, I love B.I. too. Yeah, no, he's, he's been killing. What is he average like 26 this year? But, uh, they just both had better years, and I think uh, you know how the NBA is that you know I think if Zion has a chance to go LeBron in the first round, they will uh, maybe just let refs know, hey, you know, let's uh, let's do some things. We, we saw it back in O two with the Kings and the Lakers, so don't be shocked if the Lit Kings get screwed again. We're, we're about to make the playoffs. Mm. Trust me, I can see this happening. Yeah, but. They- uh, but I, I think I don't really like the Blazers all that much. I don't really care about Dame. I think they've had a really messy year, and I just don't think they're. Yeah. I don't think they're set up well. Um, but I see the Spurs doing something, even though it'd be super annoying. And I think the NBA wants the uh, Pelicans to get in. So yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold my breath. I think it's Grizzlies, Pelicans, Kings for me. I'm I'm not worried about the Blazers or the Spurs. If they were gonna have put it together, they would have done it by now. I, I just have no faith in them. Um, it's one of those three. I think you put the Kings at about – for me, the, the Pelican schedule really plays a huge factor. And they're they're young, but they're hooping right now. They're, they're playing really – I would – honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the average age of the Pelicans is older than the average age of the Kings. Like the Kings are young besides Harrison Barnes. But yeah, no, it's fair. I would say Kings probably – I'm going to go like 17.5%. So you're cutting my number in half. That's fair. Yeah. Which, honestly, that's on par. If I'm like, yeah, if I'm like half of Brian's optimal optimist levels, I'm probably in a good spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, I'm a super optimistic person. I just, with the Kings, you just really have to pick your battles. (laughs) I can tell. They've hurt you, bro. Dude, it was, I'm telling you, this year, I was... I mean, I was really telling people, like, is De'Aaron the most untradeable asset in the league? And, you know, <laughs> now, it's, now it's come to hit Marvin now, now most people would take I, – I wouldn't necessarily. I'm still thinking about it. But now most people would say Trey over Fox just because of the years. And it's actually – it actually is really – it's pretty detrimental to our society that people think that. Because yeah, that's the world that's we live saying, in. Hey, we don't watch basketball. Yeah. We just watch highlights on Twitter. That's so, the world we live in, bro. It's pretty dumb. I'm not, I'm not uh, taking anything. I And I'm higher on Trey than you are. But, I mean, 
I think Darren needs to get better offensively, but defensively, bro. And just the just the leadership and the caring about winning. I, I love Darren. I hope he can be unlocked offensively more so than even like John Wall. So he can be more than just a star point guard, but like a, a superstar guy. And we'll see. No, you, you know how we always talk about, especially with YouTube, because you, you understand, we always just talk about like this guy gets it. And that's what I think of when I think of Darren Fox. Like he yeah. just gets it already. Yeah, which is rare. Buddy does not get it. No, Buddy really has no idea what's going on. <laughs> this guy thinks he's like Michael Jordan right now because he got paid eighty million dollars. <laughs> he's also he's just super oh weird. Oh, Buddy gets hot. Buddy gets hot. Oh, I still don't understand his jumper too. It's like I I I still don't understand. Like, how does he? I don't know. But and I don't understand his personality either. Like he's like quiet but outgoing. But like he's got a weird voice too. And a weird voice kind of throws me off too. But he can shoot. He can he can rip it. He can absolutely he can sure do that. Oh hey Caleb, before yeah. uh, we wrap this up, I had a question for you because I was like going down a rabbit hole of just like crazy things. Yeah. And I, I want to hear this take um, that you might have. So I saw this thing on like Warriors Twitter mm-hmm. that like the reason you guys signed Andrew Wiggins was because you have this whole plan to trade him to the Bucks for like Giannis and like two first rounders. Yeah. And it, I've really, seen that. Uh, it really made me sad, but geez, how, how realistic of a chance do you think that is? Uh, I mean, if right now I'd say probably not very realistic. I think we've seen, I, I, I watched, if you guys haven't yet to the listeners and to both of you, um, watch the all the smoke podcast. It's, it's Steven Jackson and, and Matt Barnes. And I know I said watch, but you can actually watch the videos on YouTube or just listen to the podcast. And they had KD on and it was really interesting because KD was super real about the media. Um, and, and obviously we understand that the media is there to, to stir stuff up, but like the media's job is literally to just paint these stories and paint these pictures and act like they know what's going on in the players' minds when in all reality, for the most part, they they really have no idea. So it's tough for me not really knowing Giannis. He hasn't really shed any light on it. I will say he seems to have a, like a, a pretty good relationship with Steph and the Bucks. Uh, he, he also hasn't like definitively – and not that he has to, but it, it doesn't – he hasn't ever come out like, oh, I love Milwaukee. Like I'll be here forever, you know? And, and he doesn't have to do that, but, like, he, he's never done that. So, you know, Warriors fans, like, we're always uh, – Warriors fans love the idea that their ownership is just smarter, miles ahead of everyone. And I, don't, I, I think they're they're a smart front office, but I don't think they're that's necessarily the truth. Yeah. But, well, I think, I think you're one of, like, ten Warriors fans who have actually started watching basketball because most of you guys don't come out until, like, May. Bro, you can't just wh- whatever team goes on a run like that. You're always gonna have stupid fans. You can't just have that represent all Warrior fans. Dude, I, I I've been around way too many Warriors fans the last four years. To Dude, like, they're not. They, they're people like Clay Solich who who live in the Bay Area, so they're obviously gonna say they're Warrior fans. But like, you can't just see those people and say that's wa- a Warrior fan now. Like, cause that'll happen with a lot of teams, but I don't think the Bucks, even if they're not sure Giannis is going to resign, like I, I think they're going to get a better package than Wiggins and two first, even if those two first are nice. 
And even if Wiggins pans out next year, like I'd, I'd hope to the Lord that uh, there's an NBA team smart enough to offer more than that, even if you don't know if he's going to sign the next year. Yeah, but what if Giannis goes, I'm leaving, get what you can. And then it's, I could, dude, I saw this picture, I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. You don't think a team's going to offer more than Wiggins and two first? I look, I don't, I don't know what they can do, but I have this weird feeling. I saw a picture. It was like Steph, like talking to people, like after the games, so like NBA players do. Oh, he's like, done that to right everyone. Now. I know. And we got him. And you... I was so, it, it put a shiver down my spine that I haven't oh. felt since 4th of July, 2015 or 16, when Durant signed. <laughs> That's a shiver and a half, dude. That would be amazing if Giannis teamed up with Steph and Clay. Oh, oh my God! MLS or something. I don't know. Oh my! looking pretty cool. Are you guys in the league this year? Is it official? Uh, no, I don't think it's official until next year, I want to say. Because it was open. I know we're building an arena down on both train tracks, so that'll be pretty cool. Nice. Well, any other shout-outs, whether that be sack or questions or – No, think... bro. Clay Solis, I love you. Oh, I love Clay too, but I was just saying, like, you know, you can't, know you can't just – rep. you can't just use that as a Warriors fan, like, that's not true. That's fair. No, go listen to my pod this time. We have some uh, we have some fire content. We're actually yeah. dropping a uh, Drake podcast soon, so that'll be Dude, fun. And see, talk about Drake for you, twenty minutes. You so. cover stuff other than basketball. I'm kind of a one trick pony, like yeah. I, you know. No, so, we're definitely pumping out a lot of basketball content this time of year, but uh, we definitely were football heavy. We like to deep dive in the UFC. We're a big XFL podcast. They got you covered. Um, we, do, we do a plethora of things. They have good chemistry too. They have good chemistry. Luke can be a dick sometimes. Okay, but see, you come and, out one time. Kyrie is so much more mean to me than I am to him. I'm really the dynamic so, during that pod was like you just aggressive to to Kyrie. No, 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 no. You like were, you were stirring the pot. <laughs> I was, but you, <laughs> It was. I was like, "Wow, this is an interesting dynamic." Like Kyrie, I'm sorry, bro, but no, you literally came on and like I, I opened the podcast with an intro, and you go, "Oh, do you always start the pod?" <laughs> immediately <laughs> off the rip, it's like, "All right, well, we're just gonna be negative tonight." So I don't know if that's negative. <laughs> All right, L- Brian, you've listened to it yet? I'm. You got. Uh, I've listened to bits and pieces, not a full episode yet. Thanks for the support. Yeah, Great appreciate job. the bits and pieces of support, bro. Bro, all right, I'll get on. It, but let's run this back if the Kings make the. Oh, hundred percent. I appreciate you guys coming on. I know it's Monday night. You guys probably got stuff to do, but uh, thanks again for tuning in, guys. Appreciate my boys for for hopping on. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Love you guys.